The mid-2000s, of course, kept going. The parties kept going. They kept getting better and better and more fun. And it's kind of funny because at this point, you know, I'm in my 40s and I think we probably acted like we were in our 30s, but we were also pretty responsible. So a few major things are going to happen. One of them is my job with Nelson Laboratories is going to end. The consolidation of the veterinary business um, was kind of, you know, it had just started and it was continuing to happen. Nelson Laboratories ends up getting absorbed by another company called MWI. And when this happens, we had heard rumors it was going to happen and eventually they sold. It happened on my birthday. <laughs> so on my birthday, I get this phone call from my boss and he's like, you know, I hate to tell you this, but you know, we're closing down. We've been bought and they're not going to absorb the sales team. So I lose my job. And it's not the way I wanted to lose my job, of course. It also started at a really bad time. The economy wasn't that good. You know, I'm in my 40s now, and for sales jobs, uh, it gets harder as you get older. It's just, it's this ageism part of life. I understand it. I get that they want young, kind of perky, pretty people, the Ken and Barbie show, uh, in these, you know, in these practices and everything, but it doesn't help me. What did help me is I had a good reputation. I worked really hard to keep that reputation. But, you know, I, I was starting to go broke. It took me months. I was kept applying for jobs. I would make it as a finalist, and then I wouldn't get hired. And this went on for a year. So I went a year without being employed. Now I was collecting unemployment. I had saved some money, but you know, I didn't have much. So I started applying for jobs outside of what I was normally thinking. I'm thinking I need to be in sales because that's what I did really well at. But I was like, maybe I should look at something else. So I started looking at like shelter medicine and, um, nonprofits and stuff like that because I'd had experience with both but I didn't know how that would work out and I even got to the point where you know I applied for a job to sell cars and I just remember going in it was crazy I went in I applied for this job the guy calls me out there and he's like yeah you know you have a he goes, you have an interesting resume. He goes, your whole resume is in the animal health field or the veterinary field. And he's like, you know, how do I know that if I hire you and I give you this $3,000 bonus, that was the deal. It had a $3,000 bonus. And I was like, oh, I can, I need that bonus. Well, he's like, you know, what happens if all of a sudden a month after I hire you, you get a call from some, you know, veterinary company and they offer you a job he's like you know would you take it and I just looked at him and I couldn't lie I said you know I, I, I probably would take it and he goes yeah that's what I thought and he just you know he basically that was it that was the end of the interview so I, I walked out and I was pretty bummed out I, I really didn't know what I was going to do I was at the end of my rope and running out of money and I'm somebody that, you know, I've learned how to budget. I've been poor and 
I always crack up when say when people say, you know, oh, you know, I, I've struggled through tough times. I mean, I had times where I couldn't afford to buy food or pay rent or anything. But you know, I'm a, I'm a I'm a scrapper. I'm a survivor. So I apply for this job at uh, American Humane. Sorry, I was going to say Colorado Humane. American Humane. American Humane is this uh, nonprofit. And what they do is, you know how you see a movie and it'll say approved by American Humane because there's animals in the film or they'll put their label on chicken products like chicken or eggs or, you know, just different things. When they have that approval, it's basically it's saying that whatever this is, it's been inspected and monitored by American Humane. So I apply for this job. And I make it as a finalist. And I, I came up with like a business plan, all this stuff. I go in, I interview, and I interview with the board. You know, the board of American Humane. It's the president, the HR person, and like four other people. I give this, I start giving this presentation, and the president of the of American Humane looks at me and she goes, um, can I ask what you're applying for? And I, you know, and I looked at her and I'm like, I'm applying for this job as a brand manager. A brand manager basically goes out and does all this monitoring. And she looks at me and she goes, no, that's not the job. She goes, the, the job is a, um, a monitor. So you would, and I go, a monitor? And I look at the HR person, I'm like, this is what you gave me. And, and the president, she goes, no, this is what it is. And I'm like, okay the hell you know what I mean and so she gives me the job description for this other job and she goes well can you could you maybe take five minutes and then come back in and present what you would do for this job well I it had taken me two weeks to come up with the what I was going to do this you know basically a, a project manager job for this other job and now she wants me to talk about something I had no idea so I did, I went in the other room and I looked at what it was, but I, I, I thought it was like a test, you know, and I did come back in and I said, well, you know, I would, I don't know. I think I said I would install cameras and these chicken farms or these egg farms or whatever, but I, you know, it just sounded so lame and I was really pissed. And so I, I did the best I could do. I walked out, you know, furious and I just got in my truck and just, oh, I just busted crying. I'm like, what am I going to do? And the next thing that happened was a miracle. The miracle is that I, you know, I have this horrifying interview with American Humane. I get out my car, I busted, I did, I cried. I think I called my mom and I just said, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, just to back up a little bit, I applied for a lot of jobs. So one of the other jobs that I applied for was with this foundation called Morris Animal Foundation. And Morris Animal Foundation is the largest um, funding source for animal health studies in the world. Now, this would be companion animal, equine, wildlife, and for some reason, alpacas. They're huge, and they're founded by this, you know, incredible revolutionary veterinarian that also created the Diet for Science Diet. And I'll talk about 
this later, but I had applied for a job with them, but I didn't get a call back. While I'm on the phone with my mom, you know, somebody's ringing through and I'm like, I don't know who this is. So I, I flip over and it's this woman, Kristen from Morris Animal Foundation. And she's talking to me and she's like, you know, you applied for a job and this is the second time that we've actually put this offer out there, this job listing, but you know, we just haven't found anybody. And she, and she's like, I saw your resume. It was the last resume in this pile of resumes. And she's, she's like, you know, I read it and she goes, you have a really cool background and you know, I'm talking to her. We're just talking about stuff, other stuff, even beyond just my resume. And she said, you know, she's like, I just, I really liked your resume. I had a good feeling about your resume. And the more we talk and get to know each other, we started, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but we kind of had this bond. So she said, she goes, I'm going to get you in for an interview. I think she goes, I think this, this could be good. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what the hell? And the, the last resume of the second time that they're hiring for this job. And I was psyched because Morris is very well known, very well respected. And the job was for, um, a veterinary outreach position within the foundation. And I looked at it and it talked about like creating a memorial card program for the foundation. They had had one, but it had kind of floundered and also reestablishing relationships with veterinarians, colleges, and then private practice and some work with, uh, high end donors. It, you know, really cool job, but I figured, you know, I figured I just got passed up for it. Like I had been for some other stuff. So she's like, you know, she's like, well, is there any way you could come in tomorrow and interview? I was like, absolutely. I mean, I didn't have anything to do. All I had been doing in the past year was applying for jobs and playing a lot of tennis, which I got really good at tennis. <laughs> so I was so excited, you know, just because I thought, who knows? You know what I mean? Like maybe this is, maybe the universe has opened and this is going to be, you know, something I could apply for or get. So the next day I go in and I interview with this guy, Dan, who he was, uh, I think he was like the development, the president of development or something for, for Morris. And I go in and I interview and I only had a day to prepare for this job. But I threw, I stayed up till like two in the morning writing a proposal and a business plan for, for these various programs, a memorial card program and a veterinary outreach program. I go on and I interview and I felt like I killed the interview because he was really cool. And then their VP, he was really cool. He was this British guy and he was, oh my God, he was just funny and nice. And I just felt really good about it. And he told me, I said, you know, I was very forward. I said, I know you've interviewed a lot of people. Where are you at in the process or where am I at in your process? And he told me, he goes, we've put this job out there twice and we put it out the first time and there was nobody we really liked. So we put it out there again. And he goes, so I've got five people right now. And you're, he goes, I'm telling you, you're one of the five which I was, you know, Oh my God. I'm like, I'm one of the five. So he, um, I leave and I'm all excited and stuff. And I knew two people at the foundation at that point. I knew the, uh, CSO and I sort of knew the CEO, but not very well. 
So I, I, not that I really had any in, like I didn't talk to them when I went in, but I go home and they called me back in for a second interview. I was so excited. I go back in, you know, I'm like, I'm going to nail this. I went in and I nailed it. You know, they were like, okay, well now you're in, you're in the top two people. <laughs> and you know, I said, I go, what can, you know, what could I, what question could I answer for you today? That would, you know, so that you would give me an offer to go to work for you tomorrow. And he loved that, but he's just like, you know, well, we gotta, we gotta think about it. This is a, you know, this is something we have to all sit down and think about together. So I, you know, I go home, it's a Friday, I go play tennis all day, go to the pool and it's like five, four o'clock in the afternoon. And this guy, Dan calls me and he's like, you know, look, you don't have to do this, but we're having our annual meeting, our annual board meeting tonight. It's all this weekend in Cherry Creek, which is just down the road from me. And he's like, I'm going to have all these people there. It'd be really cool if you could come down and just meet some of the folks. And he goes, it would just be for this happy hour we're having. And then, you know, that's it. And he goes, you don't have to do it. He goes, you're, you know, there's, you don't have to do it. So I, <laughs> I said to him, I go, well, uh, is the other candidate going to be there? And he said, he's like, actually, he's not going to be here. He, the other candidate just happens. To, he can't come. He has other plans. And so it's no big deal. I, I was like, I'll be there. I'll be there in a half hour. So I go down and there's this huge, they're in this, in Cherry Creek at the JW Marriott. And it's busy. You know, it's all these people. So I'll tell you what happens next. So I get to, I go to Cherry Creek. I go to this board meeting. There's all these people. Now, some of these people are in the veterinary field. So I did know a few people. I knew this one doctor, Dr. Robin Downing, who is this incredible veterinarian. She's phenomenal. So I knew her. I knew this other guy, Wayne. Um, he was the C, uh, CSO of the company. And I knew him pretty well from this company called Heska. So, I mean, I, you know, and I was ready to go. Like I, you know, I'm, I do pretty good actually with groups of people. So I walk in, there's all these people and they take me and put me in this, on the, on this desk. They put me at this desk and have people just come over and talk to me. <laughs> oh my God. I wasn't ready for that, but you know, I knew I wanted this job. So I just, you know, I was like, okay, okay. So the other thing that's cool is I walk in there and I see this, this woman with like white hair and there's people keep coming up and talking to her and it was Betty White. And I was like, oh shit, you know, Betty White's here. Cause she was on the board. She's actually at that point, I think she was getting ready to just go into like emeritus status, but still Betty White, it's pretty cool. So everybody comes through and talks to me. She, you know, she says hi to me and stuff. And, you know, I thought it went pretty good because I had a plan and, I, you know, it's really at that point, it's just about presenting yourself, how you look professionally, how you handle yourself. I mean, that's what they're looking at. Just like with any job, they're looking at how you present yourself, what, how, you know, all these things, what you look like, how well you handle people, pressure, all that. 
And I just loved it, of course, because you're kind of, I was kind of the center of attention, so I liked it. So we go through the happy hour, and the happy hour is ending, and after happy hour, they're all going to go to lunch. I mean, I'm sorry, they're going to all go to dinner at this place called Houston's, which is a steakhouse. And Dan comes over to me, he goes, I wanted to invite you to go to dinner with us, which this was not part of the plan. But I was like, oh, cool they're gonna you know they're gonna actually ask me to go to dinner with them that's like next step so I'm like of course I'll go to dinner with you so we all walk down and I'm talking to different people within the organization on the way down to this uh, restaurant we get to the restaurant and they sit me with Wayne who I already knew who's a veterinarian they sit me with another board member that uh, Debbie Davenport I think and it doesn't really it's all these people that are actually pretty well known and respected in the field and like kind of people I look up to. And I thought, Oh cool. They're going to see me with like the coolest people. Like I'm at the cool table. And I just sat there and talked to them, kind of told them, you know, some of my life story and it went really well. We had drinks, we had food. I, I kind of went around to a couple other tables and introduced myself and you know, the dinner lasts for like a couple hours and we're, you know, we're, we're getting ready to walk back. And I see Dan talking to this VP who, like I said, is a really cool guy. I see them, him say something to him and I'm like, something's up. So we're walking back and we get back to the JW and, and he goes, Hey, um, can you come in here and talk to me for a second? We go into this, this little like living room in the JW. He goes, I just want to talk to you for a second. I'm like, all right. So I sit down with him, and he's like, you know, he goes, you really made a good impression with all these people tonight. Uh, you know, everybody really enjoyed talking to you. You're very professional. And he goes, I want to offer you the job. Oh my God. <laughs> I think about that now and it tears me up now because this was such a big job opportunity and to be offered it, you know, what if I hadn't gone? What if the universe hadn't opened up? What if they hadn't done the second offering? What if they had some, found somebody on the first one? Well, they didn't. And I just, I felt like the universe opened up for me and brought this to me. Not that, so I don't want to make it sound like I didn't work really hard to get that position because I did, I worked very hard. But I also believe that sometimes the universe opens up and presents you with opportunities. And in this case, I feel like that's what happened. So of course I took the job and I was so excited. I go home. I remember calling my mom and just crying, you know, I'm like, I got it. I got it. All my friends freaked out because they knew how much this meant to me. And, you know, then you have to go through all like, <laughs> then you have to go through all this paperwork and like background checks and I'm freaking out. I'm like, you know, I don't know what I thought they were going to find. I really have a pretty boring background, but, um, I was like, they're going to find out something and I'm not going to make it. And they, they didn't do a drug test or anything like that, but I just was worried, but I had good references and stuff like that. So here it is, you know, I was at the end of my rope. I was seriously running out of money. I didn't have very much money left. I was pretty broke. I think I'd even cashed in a 401k at that point. And I get this, the dream job, which at 40 something years old, kind of like the opportunity of a lifetime. I could, I 
can't tell you how that turned my life around. It was the coolest thing ever. 